who's a director that we're on different sides of? Tremino. That's no, I love Deer Hunter. I mean, yeah, that's true, but you don't like most. You don't. You're not a big fan of most of his other films. Well, I don't love any of the other movies as much as I love Deer Hunter. Yeah, but I like the other movies. I mean, I haven't seen Sicilian, but it's good. Thunderbolt, Lightfoot, Heaven's Gate, and yeah. Year of the Dragon are all good. I know they're good. I've seen I haven't them. seen Desperate Hours, but... You know, you see that one. Okay. That was a piece of shit. Posted Dark Angel right now. Okay. You posted what? Dark Angel. AKA I Come in Peace. Wait. Dark as in the Dolph Lundgren movie? Yep. To our secret movie club? Yep. Why? The Christmas movie. I Come in Peace? Yeah. Isn't that where he's a like alien who kills everybody? Yeah. It's a Christmas movie? <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. It starts off as a Christmas movie in the trailer. Okay. So <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else, so I picked that one. Okay. I Come in Peace. Do you like it? Oh, hell yeah. It's great. But Bergman? <laughs> no. Okay. That's all the audience needs to know. I would end the debate right there. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't seen I Come in Peace, so I can't... Dolph Lundgren is a cop in Houston, Texas. I thought he was an alien. No, 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 no. Dolph Lundgren is a cop who has to hunt down an alien that's killing my crime bosses to get their drugs. Oh. Yeah, it's a weird premise, but it's awesome. Welcome, Secret Movie Clubbers, to defend this movie for the rematch. Was last time a draw? What was Joker? I mean, you it was. I- it was a draw. I mean, it was even because none of us won. None of us, it was not much of a debate. It was more of a yeah, conversation. It was. <laughs> but that's but, how it should be, man. But, but this, be this, this is the real fight. This is the real rumble in the jungle. The Muhammad Ali, the Joe Frazier. This is the electric boogaloo. I'm still Ali. I, no, I'm the Ali. You're Frazier. Well, we're going to have to let the audience decide that. You and I can't. Ali is Ali. Yeah, no, one, I, no one can be Ali but Ali. You're Edwin Gomez. I'm Craig Hamill. Yeah. Welcome, Secret Movie Clubbers. Today, Defend This Movie 4, which is opening, I believe, or at the beginning of 2022, Edwin and I are going to be debating Igmar Bergman's persona. Oh, man. Edwin does not like it. I did not. I did not. And I love it. It's in my top 35 movies of all time. That's incredible. So it's going to get debated. We uh, are finally moving to international cinema. Igmar Bergman is in the ring. Little did he know that one day a uh, Chicano (laughs) who loves canon action movies... And a nerdy Catholic Jewish white boy <laughs> from the San Fernando Valley would be feverishly debating his 1960s, I would say, masterpiece persona. But that's going to be debated for people who are new to defend this movie. Every now and then, instead of doing our regular conversational podcast, two of us or two people get together and they debate a movie that they just fall passionately on either side of. In this case, Edwin passionately dislikes Persona. Yeah. I passionately love Persona. We're debating Persona, which I consider a win anyway, but we'll, we'll find just that we're discussing Persona 50 years later. Uh, that being said, this week, when you listen to this podcast tonight, if you just need to laugh, because I mean, I actually, I'm pretty optimistic about 2022, but certainly we have to acknowledge we are at the height of Omicron. Well, who knows? We'll see. But Omicron, another, yet another Corona variant has just really put a lot of stress on everybody. If you just got to laugh, come join us at the Secret Movie Club Theater. Yes, we will be in f- making sure everyone's vaccinated or has a negative test within 72 hours. Yes, we will be making sure everybody wears masks. Please rest assured on that. Uh, we are going to be showing Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison on Thursday. 
35 millimeter too early adam sandler comedies if you just got to come and laugh join us tonight tomorrow we are going to be doing punch drunk love and uncut gems two art house adam sandler movies all very funny movies in the same way that you could probably say happy gilmore and billy madison are just sort of out and out comedies punch drunk love and uncut gems although they are very funny also our auteur driven Paul Thomas Anderson and the Softy Brothers. Uh, we're doing this four pack of Adam Sandler movies. You can actually get the ticket, get the four pack. Uh, we'd love to have you come join us next Wednesday. We are going to be doing Takashi Miike's Visitor Q. That's our Take a Chance Cinema for January, part of an ongoing where we show a movie that maybe not a lot of people have seen that we hope you'll take a chance on. This is Takashi Miike, who's directed over a hundred movies in Japan. Uh, most famously, the horror movie Audition. He did the DOA Yakuza trilogy which is nutso. He did Ichi the Killer and just so many other like crazy movies. This movie may be his most transgressive. It is definitely NC-17. We will not be allowing anyone in who's under 18, period. At 17, I'm not even allowing in. You've got to be 18 because it's not a porno for sure. There's actually nothing titillating about it, in my opinion. But every scene addresses a taboo and it will address everything. Necrophilia, incest, abuse, drug addiction, and yet miraculously builds to this cathartic ending that affirms life. I love the film, but it definitely is one of the, it's a confrontational movie. It challenges you. It's, it's not, it's the opposite of Happy Gilmore, or Billy Madison. You, you definitely have to actively sort of like grit your teeth and, and get through it. But none, nevertheless, it's a work of fiction. Everybody knew what they were doing, but it's definitely confrontational and boundary pushing. I hope you will give it a chance. Visitor Q. And then on Thursday, we are doing our ongoing just micro-budget miracles, the little movie that could. We are doing Evan Gladell's Bellflower on 35mm, this just incredible movie made for like 20 grand, where Evan Gladell designed his own lenses, like designed his own car, which is nuts with flamethrowers that dispenses liquor, but is really in the end like a great movie about your first love and how it all, how you feel both during and after your first love and your heartbreak. It really captures it brilliantly. I love that film. And then Primer, Sean Carruth's time travel movie made for $15,000 on 16 millimeter. And I think to this day, one of the great time travel movies, totally confusing, but I think on purpose and in a way you can still, you know, as time travel would be if you created new timelines and it's great. We hope we'll take a chance on that. We are this winter. We are announcing a whole bunch of new stuff. 2022 is the year of cinema roaring back. And we want to be part of that solution and inspire so not only are we showing movies, but we're doing short film open mic nights. Our first one's already filled up on January 26th. You can still attend it. We hope you'll attend it. You can still get tickets. But in terms of submissions, we filled up in a day, which thank you, people who submitted your shorts. But we'll be showing shorts of filmmakers in L.A., and we want you to come, enjoy them, meet filmmakers, make relationships, and then make your own films. As usual, you can write us at community at secretmovieclub.com. You can check out everything we're doing at secretmovieclub.com. We love having you here. Also, though, we always want this, but it's almost especially when we do a defend this movie. We'd love your input. What do you think? Write us, post to the wall on our social media. Our social media is at Secret Movie Club. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. You can email us. We would just love to hear what your thoughts are about. We're everywhere. We, yes, sort of. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts, though, on Persona, Good, Bad, and the Ugly. 
as we do with all these Defend These movies, we're going to have opening statements. So we do this Oxford debate style. For anybody who's unfamiliar with Oxford debate style, we're going to set a premise, which I'm going to announce in a moment. You're going to do an opening statement. I'm going to do an opening statement. You can choose if you go first or second. Then we're going to have a conversational debate. Then we're going to do closing statements. Again, you can choose if you go first or second. The premise I'm going to set out is Igmar Bergman's persona is one of the great works of cinema. Not really. Edwin is arguing against the premise. He's saying, no, it's not. Craig Hamill is arguing me. I'm arguing for the premise. I'm saying, yes, it is. I'll go first. Go for it. But uh, let me tell a story how I decided to watch movies during a drive-in uh, series. Hide a pandemic. We're showing movies at a drive-in in Glendale. 2020. And by then, I was uh, handling trailers on our social media page. There was one trailer I wanted to post on the most. It was Superman 3. I asked Craig... Uh, hey, let me post Superman 3. If you let me, I'll, I will watch Persona. And I did it for Superman 3. So I watched Persona. Hated every minute of it. I regret watching it. I had to pause and like get my head straight like, oh, my God. Did you watch it in your bedroom? I did. How many Coca-Colas did you drink? I think one, just one. I got Superman 3 posted. So I was happy about that because Superman 3 is awesome. Okay. So you, you did it purely as a transaction. Anything else to your opening statement, or is that it? Is Persona one of the great works of cinema? Uh, no, it's not. It's not. None of it makes sense. I didn't get the flash penis thing, which would later <laughs> appear in uh, Fight Club, which I'm sure uh, David Fincher is a fan. Kids just looking at a scream of a woman and a guy burning up, which is weird, which uh, was a real thing to happen. I don't know. It's supposed to be like a... The Buddhist monk. Yeah. Because it was the 60s of Vietnam. Yeah, Vietnam. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I is it supposed to be an anti? war movie or or you just add that just for artistic value you know i wouldn't put a guy burning up in the middle of the street and put it in a movie and just saying i thought it was like gonna be a you know sort of you know blue is warmest color type of movie oh how disappointed were you <laughs> you thought there was gonna be a little yeah lady lady love yeah that's what i was, I was expecting but no it was just purely <laughs> conversation like oh i thought this was supposed to be like a romance better movie. monologue in the middle about sex she had with teenage boys. I completely forgot all about what she said. I couldn't understand what the hell was going on. You know what I did right after? What? I put on a better movie. I Come in Peace. No, no, Longer. no. I didn't, I didn't have the Blu-ray back then. Uh, I watched, um, I think it was Year of the Dragon. It's just, it's boring. I couldn't get into it. It's just too artsy. I'd rather watch Love and Death instead of Persona. You'd rather watch Woody Allen making fun of Igmar Bergman. Exactly, yes. Than actual Igmar Bergman. Yes. You know, one of the things we always run into here in the world in cinema, but beautifully at Secret Movie Club, is that film taste is subjective. You love your movies, and I think it's awesome that you know 30 shark movies and 20 alligator movies. No, and, there's a lot. Yeah, and you've, like, seen most of them. Yeah, that's uh, what I grew up there on. There you go. And Godzilla. And, and yeah. that's totally important. And someone who has that taste needs to have that taste to make kick-ass shark and Godzilla and monster movies. So I totally respect that. All I can tell you subjectively was that I saw Persona for the first time when I was a teenager probably like 16, 17, 18, right around there. I think 16 or 17. And it was instantly one of my favorite movies. One of the things I'll concede right off the bat, which I think is important, is that Bergman has made some movies that are pretty Bergman movies. The stereotype about Bergman is it's two people, their faces are like 
obscuring each other and they're talking about God or no God or how unhappy they are or misery. And after 30 minutes of that, you're like, what is going on? Why are these people just complaining about the world and their lives? That's sort of the Bergman stereotype. And even Bergman has said he's made some movies that were Bergman movies too Bergman-y. That being said, I think Persona is the best thing he ever did, along with Smiles on a Summer Night, Wild Strawberries, Persona, Scenes of a Marriage, Fanny and Alexander are probably my five favorite Bergman movies. Where's uh, Seven Seal in there? To me, Seven Seal is a little bit of a Bergman movie. It's, it's whoa, 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 I know. Whoa, 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 whoa. You saying all this sh- about Persona, but you're not giving s- one. Seven Seal is amazing. I saw the Egyptian theater on 35. It was an incredible movie because I knew uh, Monty Python poked fun of it in, in one scene. But after watching, this is like one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen in my life. This is incredible. Max von Sydow at his finest performance. Probably one of the best collabs in a Bergman movie with him. The scene with him and Dav just playing chess throughout the whole movie is incredible. How it just ends sort of happy because they're just dancing. And that's like one of the best moments in all film. Everything in that movie is incredible. So I don't know what the hell is wrong with you. That's not Bergman on Bergman. That's Bergman becoming himself. I mean, that's a great point. And let's pick that up in the debate. So it's fascinating to me. So you you really like or love Seven Seal. Yeah, I love that movie. It's incredible. don't like Persona. Freaking hate that movie. Totally valid. So Edwin, there's Bergman you like. Yeah. But my, my opening statement, and I got to come at it here. Let me just, let me get all the, the big points out here. Cinema, to me, to distill it, it's content and it's form. The most important thing to me in the end is content. What do I mean? Story. So story and style. You could say content and form is story and style. Sometimes they're people who are good at telling a story, but their style is kind of is standard. And then sometimes they're people who are amazing at style, but their storytelling ability sucks. That's a gross generalization, but that's what I'm setting up. When I saw Persona, it blew my mind that you could do that with style. The people in the 60s who exploded what cinema could do, mm-hmm. Jean-Luc Godard, yeah. Igmar Bergman, Kurosawa, where you were seeing this editing and you were like, holy moly, you can just cut to shots like that. You can have sound that doesn't even have anything to do with the scene. You can have slugs of black. You can have these crazy images. That was so inspiring to me and took cinema. I mean, you needed those kinds of movies to get 2001. You needed those kinds of movies to get Martin Scorsese. You needed those kinds of movies to explode the minds of all of these filmmakers who were going to come up in the 70s, Bob Fosse. And they were like, oh, man, you don't need to tell a story where the style is invisible. And I think the persona is one of those. On top of that, I would also say that clearly persona has inspired I mean, I'm going to name some movies right now. I, I think it's all hard to argue. I don't think you would have Mulholland Drive if you didn't necessarily have Persona. I don't think you would have Last Night in Soho if you didn't have Persona. The story of Persona, just so we get to it, is this actress, Elizabeth Vogler, played by Liv Ullman in her first Igmar Bergman performance, is so horrified by what's going on in the world in the 60s, namely Vietnam, and we'll get to what you're talking about, but just Vietnam and the senseless murder and racism that she decides not to speak. And she is sent with a nurse played by B.B. Anderson, whose name is Alma, to a seaside cottage to basically recuperate because she can't perform anymore. Mm. She won't speak anymore. So the two of them are in this seaside cottage. And over the course of we don't really know how much time, but it seems like a week, roughly, they lose a sense of who is who. Alma does all the talking. Elizabeth does all the listening. But remember, at the end of the movie, there's that amazing thing where their faces fuse together. If you remember that incredible shot, we'll get to that in a second. But there's this sense of who is who, 
who is master, who is servant. It's this crazy psychological movie, very stylized. And from that came Robert Altman's images, Robert Altman's three women. From that came all these movies. It's interesting they never do it with men when you think about it. They're, it's only good with women. Although you could argue that Fight Club, different kind of movie. A Fight Club is a bit of a two men, but they're one man. Who are they? Uh, so the, every now and then it happens. But I would just call the genre. Brian De Palma did it with Femme Fatale. You know, and then Roman Polanski does it with Repulsion and The Tenant. I guess for lack of a better word, we would call it the psychological mind bender. And Persona is one of the beginnings. So I think this movie starts a whole genre of films. I think it inspires a whole bunch of filmmakers. It certainly inspired the hell out of me. I watch it once a year, at least. Although now that I have kids, I think the last time I saw it was two years ago. It's the Bergman movie I watch the most. I love it. I think it's still inspirational. I think it's still ahead of its time. Like when I listen to Beatles Revolver, that's my favorite Beatles album. And when I hear the two John Lennon songs on that, he said, he said, or she said, she said, whatever that. And then Tomorrow Never Knows, those two, they still sound like they're from the future. And Persona still feels like it's from the future to me. I think it is a great work of cinema. I think it inspired the next 30 years of cinema, and I'm ready for this debate. That's my opening statement, son! I think you're wrong. <laughs> I think you're absolutely wrong. I'm listening. It didn't inspire me for jack nothing. All I saw was just images, people talking in foreign languages that I couldn't understand with subtitles on. Just because you don't like it, why does that make it not a great work of cinema? This is not a great movie, man. Nothing makes any sense. This is two people, this... In a, in, a, in a cottage in the middle of a seaside and then happens and a kid and then in a, in a freaking... No, I, I respect it, but that's not my point. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to like it. Yeah. A lot of people don't like it. You I, love I, the story about how my dad would always tell me if I was watching... Yeah, it. and he's right there. I know. He's he, there. And he's probably freaking proud of me right now for taking you on. Like, Oh, he totally is. He's on your side. Yeah, I, I know he's on my side. By the way, for the audience who doesn't know this, Edwin and I are debating this in the Secret Movie Club Theater, and I have a life-size cardboard cut out of my father that I had at my wedding because he died when I was 23. And when the wedding was over, I have just brought him into every office or place that I work at. So he's overlooking us. And my dad loved movies. I mentioned other podcasts. He hated birds. And Amen. if I brought home a Bergman movie, he would tell me you're watching that shit when I go to bed. Amen. That's that's the, the truth of a sane man. But you just said you love Seventh Seal. You're contradicting yourself. That's still so, that's completely different, though. Okay. I, 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 that movie is, just, is on it's had its own thing. My point is this, Edwin. You don't have to like Persona. A lot of people hate it. But that's different from saying it's not a great work of cinema. I don't think it is. But if Persona inspired all those movies I just mentioned, and I want to be upfront, I'm not completely sure it inspired all of those, but I think the who is who, two women genre, Mulholland Drive, Last Night in Soho, three women, I mean, those are big examples of that. And I'm sure that Bergman was inspired from things that came before him. I'm sure the Bergman persona is not the first version of that story. But doesn't that de facto show that it influenced great filmmakers? I mean, how can you argue that it is not a great piece of cinema if it influenced Robert Altman, yeah. David Lynch, yeah. Edgar Wright? We still would have been fine if, we, if it inspired anybody. But to say it's not a great work of cinema, you know, you could say no one has mentioned it. No one says they're inspired by it. No one talks about it. Those would be valid arguments. Exactly. No one does. You go to, you go to Barnes & Noble and, you, and I ask them, what's their favorite movie? And it's not a Bergman film. And Amoeba. I go into Criterion and say, hey, what's your favorite Criterion movie? Not a Bergman movie. Well, probably so see it, but still. Greatest films of all time. Oh, God. Come the BFI on. Sight and Sound. Right, go, this go, is, go for it. Go ready? for it. Yeah, I'm okay. ready. The BFI Sight and Sound poll. Yeah. By the way, which I don't completely agree with. Well, let's, let's see. Whatever movies you love, let your freak flag fly. 
I don't believe in somebody saying these are the greatest movies and you have to like them. But arguing, you just said that no one talks about it. In the most recent Sight and Sound poll of 2012, the new one's coming out next year, the critics called this the 17th greatest film of all time. Out of all the movies ever made, yeah. they said this was the 17th greatest. Okay. There are only 16 in front of it. Okay. The directors? Yeah. The 13th greatest movie of all time. There are only 12 in front of it. You want to hear all the people who said yeah. this movie's great? Here are all the people. You said no one talks about it. Guess who does talk about it? Charles Burnett. Adam McGoyan, Mike Figgis, Jonathan Glazer, Carlos Regatus, uh, Joaquin Trier, Richard Iode. He's an English comedian. All those people voted for it. Stig Bjorkman. Man, you're going to go against a Swede calling that movie one of the Because it's a Swedish director. My point is this. In the BFI Sight and Sound poll, Edwin, it's on the list, both critics and directors, still 50 years after it was made. It was made in the mid-60s, yeah, 1964, I, I think, 65, yeah. 66. You know who done a better job? Who? Peck and Paul. Making Persona? Yeah. About two women in a cottage? Actually, no, it would have been violent. It would have been vi- Actually, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think Straw Dogs, as problematic as it is, is one of the great... Problematic? Movies. We'll get into it. Well, the- Peckinpah really does have a weird thing about it. He seems to sexually get off on men assaulting women. You've noticed that, right? Now I do. Yeah, he- that's-, that's hugely problematic. I think you noticed that when he made a convoy. Yeah, it happens in every single day. Alfredo Garcia. Oh, yeah. Right? Straw Dogs. Happens in all the movies. So he's problematic, and you have to contextualize that today. But I, I still say that Straw Dogs is one of the great uh, 70s movies. I think it's, it's, one of, it's my favorite peck and pie. It's, it's a crazy movie. Amazing. I love Straw Dogs. I love Persona. I don't have to choose. I love all of cinema. I love everything about cinema. What are you looking for? We, we, gotta, we, we can't rely on our phones. I'm, I'm trying we, to, we should I'm, have done all this research ahead of time. I, I was looking up directors that don't like Persona. Okay. And you came up with no nothing? No, nothing. Prove my point. Nobody came out against Persona. No directors saying it's Bunko. What's that, Marty? Oh, Marty wants to say something. Do you want to hear him? Is that the Alan Parker show? No, it's a commercial. Every time a Bergman film came out, which was oh, very come frequent, on. you knew that there was another level you had to reach to with him. I agree, Marty. He was going to take you. He may leave you behind a (laughs) A lot, maybe, but you knew that there was something special that you were going to see. I agree. And it was going to uh, provoke you creatively, especially if you're deciding to start to make your own pictures. Absolutely. The major influence, I would say, was the inspiration of Bergman, the um, opening of the mind. This is Martin Scorsese, audience. Making you feel that anything can be done, uh, storytelling, visually, and uh, with dialogue, looking right at the camera, speaking... All of this sort of thing. Uh, this was the, this was the key element. I mean, uh, for me, uh, all those things are in persona. Uh, Bergman, uh, but primarily, what was most inspiring all along were uh, was the, uh, of course, the constant um, debate about the spiritual debate, the transcendent debate. Listen, it's even music. Response, response, Edwin. If Scorsese likes him, that's good for him. But I don't like him. Oh, well, maybe Persona inspired Mean Streets. You like that? I don't see the connection. Maybe Persona inspired Taxi Driver. You like that? I don't see the connection. Maybe Persona inspired the editing in Raging Bull. You like that? I don't see any connection. Maybe Persona inspired Goodfellas. You like that? No, I don't see none of it in Goodfellas. It's a mafia movie. Uh-huh. It's a wise guy. It's based uh-huh. on a book. Literally, Martin Scorsese says he sat down and talked about how inspiring Igmar Bergman is. How can you argue that Persona is not a great work of cinema? It's when not a Martin great work Scorsese of cinema. Martin himself. Look, look if, if Marty loves Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Bergman and Persona, that's great on him. But for me personally, I get 
two craps about the movie. That's fine. For I you regret, personally. I regret buying it. For you personally. Want to know why I bought that movie? Because my freaking high school teacher talked about Bergman, talked about that movie specifically. Oh, so yet again... Somebody else talked about how you should see Persona. Yes, yes, way before you, Craig. But guess what? I watched it and I f***ing hated it because I understand what the hell was going on. I rather watch a violent Peckinpah movie, a John Woo movie, okay. a Kurosawa movie, sure. Antonioni, gotcha. and also Sergio. Well, oh, you take Antonioni over Bergman? Yes. Uh, we disagree there. Yeah, one of the why? Yeah. Because I rather watch the Passenger, more stylishly beautiful. A editing's incredible. The style, the camera of <laughs> Nicholson. Nicholson, boom. That's my persona right there. The passengers. So you're saying that persona made no sense. Yeah. So would you say that a good movie, a great work of cinema, you have to be able to follow the story? Yeah. And you're saying you weren't able to follow the story. I wasn't. And I think that's legitimate. I think a lot of people aren't able to follow the story. Exactly. They didn't know what the hell's going on. Especially at the end. Yeah. With a freaking kid, just like. So it's it's very abstract, yeah. very avant-garde. Some people would say indulgent. Yeah, I'd rather watch Last Temptation of Christ, too. I love Last Temptation. I know, I love it, too. I also love The Passenger, by the way. Passenger is great. Yeah, Passenger is legit masterpiece. Hell yeah, it is. I'm just not a fan of La Ventura and La Note. I haven't seen any of those. Yeah, those that's why I, I watch Passenger. Anyway, that's a conversation for another time. Persona is for sure probably Bergman's most abstract movie. Actually, more experimental. My, yeah, most experimental next to Hour of the Wolf. Persona and Hour of the Wolf almost are sibling movies. They were made back to back. I take your point, and I think it's an important point, that a lot of people, if they don't find Bergman indulgent and pretentious, they sometimes find him hard to understand. You know how old I was when I discovered him? About 16 or 17? You said... That's the age I was. Yeah. When I watched all my Bergman's movies. And you, said what? And you said what? I said he inspired the heck out of me. At, at 18, right? I think 16, 17. Well, guess what? What? Not me. Okay. I was 16. I bought an Amoeba. Because I was into an MGM phase. I bought it. I watched it. No. But you love Seven Seal. Yeah, I do. So you're not saying that Igmar Bergman, all his movies suck. Do you think Seven Seal is one of the great works of cinema? Yeah. Okay. So you think that Igmar Bergman has made great works of cinema, just not Persona? Actually, he has made one piece of movie that you and I both agree on. Oh, yeah. The Magician. Yeah. I never want to see that I movie. Want to also leave. known as The Face. Yeah. I wanted to leave that screening. It was though built with the Sun Seal at the Egyptian. I wanted to leave so yeah. badly. Dude, you and I, there are a few Bergman movies that feel really... Terrible. Well, I, I just indulgent. And also, The Serpent's Egg. I've never seen that one. You'll probably hate it. Yeah, I've never seen that one. One of the why, that's his first studio, like, USA studio. Oh, actually, no. He made two English movies. Yes. One with Elliot Gould. And one with uh, David Garrity Carradine. Yeah, The Touch and Serpent's Egg. I haven't seen either. You probably hate them. Yes. There are Bergman movies that I think even he doesn't like The Magician and no, The Face. I think even he realized he was kind of up his own butt on that one. And I agree with you on that. It's a, I've never seen The Magician since or The Face. I was like, what is this movie? There's a lot artistically beautiful about it. The photography is great. <laughs> no. There's interesting <laughs> stuff, but it's, but it's not for me. That being said, you think Seven Seal is a great work of cinema. Isn't it arguable that if you think Igmar Bergman made a great work of cinema and you agree that Igmar Bergman could make a great work of cinema, yeah. you like Seven Seal. Yeah. I like Persona. We both agree that he can make great works of cinema. Sometimes. So your work of cinema is just different than mine, but we both agree that he's made great works of cinema. Sometimes. So don't I win the argument anyway? No, you don't. Why don't Because he has, has, he has not made good movies. You just said that Seven Seal was a great work of cinema. Yeah, I said some. Some. Yeah, but that's, that's one true of the best of everybody. Ones. What director, all of them are hits? Spielberg. 
That's right. That's right. I got you. Edwin, I got you, Spielberg. I love Spielberg. Yeah. I love Spielberg. Yeah, I know. That's why I, I put, put him Spielberg, out. by the way, I put Spielberg on the same level as Igmar Bergman. I put Spielberg on the same level as Akira Kurosawa. I put Spielberg on the same level as John Ford. Spielberg is one of the greatest filmmakers who ever lived. He has made more great movies than almost anybody. See my point there? That being said, yeah. you're going to go to the mat for like his episode of The Twilight Zone? Oh. Kick the can. You're going to go That's to the a segment. You're going to go to the mat for that? That you're going to say that's Hey, I like that segment. I thought it was bad. great. You're going to go to the mat yeah, for I will. You're, you're going to go to the mat for Hook? Yeah, I love that movie. It's great. Okay. It's still a wonderful film. You're going to go to the mat for If you say 1941, I will fight you right now. Dude, no. 1941 has good stuff in it. I'm just talking about You're going to go to the mat for Crystal Skull? Yes. You're going to go to the mat yes. for Crystal Skull. Yes, I will. Edwin, you're going to go to the mat for the last 30 minutes of that movie that seemed to be directed by, like, Lucas? interns at ILM. Spielberg, you can tell when Spielberg stopped caring in that movie. I know. The Russian camp. But when they get to the Russian camp, Spielberg was like, why am I directing this? Look, I saw it as a kid. I still like it today. It's a childhood classic for me. I know it's not a good film, but I still respect for what, what it was trying to do. That's what I like it. It's a piece of shit. But I still like it for what it is. That's fair. That's fair. My, my point yeah. in a nutshell, Edwin, is that even the greatest of the greatest have made a few movies that didn't completely work. That's my point. Akira Kurosawa, right? I always talk that my trinity is Akira Kurosawa, Jean Renoir, and John Ford. Even John Ford. I mean, especially John Ford because he made so many movies. Some of them don't work that great. Even Akira Kurosawa. Oh, that's true. Some of them don't work as well as the other ones. That doesn't make them any less of filmmakers. You have to constantly work to produce the masterpieces. I love Shakespeare. Who's going to argue that Shakespeare is possibly the greatest writer in the English language? Even Shakespeare, some of his plays, King John, Henry VIII, Timon of... Actually, I like Timon, so take that out. But I'm just saying, not all 37 of Shakespeare's plays are like home runs. They're all pretty damn good, but they're not all home runs. Let's start with something we agree on. Let's really dig in here. Okay. Would you and I agree that 2001 is a great work of cinema? Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. Quickly, what makes it great? A few adjectives. Everything in that movie is just instantly perfect. But define what makes a great work of cinema. Practical effects, storytelling, visuals, sets, Kubrick, the music, the dialogue, how. And if it weren't for that movie, we wouldn't have Christopher Nolan. Or James Cameron. Or James Cameron. Or and parts Sp- of Spielberg. Yes, because yeah. they, they were close friends. Totally. Well, and they were everyone everyone who went into speculative sci-fi is influenced by 2001. Oh, I know that. There's no way not to be. So you and I agree that that's great cinema. Would you agree that Lawrence of Arabia is a great piece oh, of Oh, hell yeah, it is. That's like one of the greatest epics of epics of all time. The only way you could ever experience that movie is to watch it on 70 millimeter, which the American Cinematheque has a 70 millimeter print. I'd be down for a heist for that 70 millimeter. The, we're going to get it legally and lawfully, but I'm just saying it's a bummer that only they can show it. But let's. What's a small movie that you and I would agree is a great work of cinema? Catch me if you can. That's actually one of my favorite Spielbergs. It's one. It's my top five. Talk about a great Christmas movie. Oh yeah, yeah which. You did a program. I know, but I, I, it'll come back. It's, it's right there in poster, right? Yeah, I know. Where I can see it from my desk. That's the movie Leo should have won the Oscar for. You know, it's funny. That may be his, his great performance. It is his great performance. But we're still getting off track. I think here in this debate, again, I feel more like we're having a conversation. Hey, that's you, man. Okay. Well, you have your closing statements. You can take me down. Right. But I just feel you're just saying that for you and your reality. Yeah, my world. For you and your world. 
Persona didn't rock it at all. No, I hated it. Fair enough. And I'm saying for me in my world, Persona rocked it. Our yeah. premise was that Persona is a great work of cinema. And my argument is that most people consider it Igmar Bergman's greatest movie, or one of them. The Sight and Sound poll still lists it as one of the top 20 greatest movies of all time. Hey, man, that's on them. There's people out there that don't like that movie. Sure there is. There are people that don't like every movie, Edwin. You can find people that don't like Catch Me If You Can. You can find people that don't like The Godfather. Whoever doesn't like The Godfather is a f- But they exist. But I'm saying that most empirical proof goes to people who love cinema and love international cinema. Yep. Most people would agree that Persona was one of the great works of cinema. I, I, just, I just don't think it is. Okay, that's fine, but that's subjective. I don't see how you disprove that point, especially because you haven't come out with any. You looked. You tried to look up directors who dislike Persona. You found nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I looked up directors that love Persona and Mark Bergman. I came up with Martin Scorsese. So where's your proof? If this is a court case. You'd be laughed out of court, son. You can't go into court and be like, I think he's guilty because I personally think he's guilty. Where's your proof? It's out there. <laughs> it's out there, man. Now you sound like QAnon. Well, guess what? I don't even know who that is. QAnon? Good. I don't even want to get into it. Okay, good. I'm just saying, it hasn't influenced me. That's nothing but visuals, set, okay. people talking. There's one person talking, actually, a kid. A flash penis, a guy burning. I'm going to hit you right there. That opening credit sequence with that incredible editing where one moment you're seeing the boy, one moment you're seeing hands being crucified, one moment you're seeing light flicker, you're seeing projection, you hear them building the sets, the sound doesn't match the image. You're like, what is this? That wasn't inspiring to you from a filmmaking point of view? You know what inspired me? What? Hodorowsky. I love Hodorowsky. Holy Mountain. I'll take Holy Mountain. Edwin, I love Holy Mountain. I know. And Holy Mountain's experimental. Hell yeah, that's my favorite experimental movie, not this one. Okay. Like, I get it. The editing's great and all. Like, this is not going to make the movie any better for what it is. So the other thing that I think is one of the greatest things ever in cinema is B.B. Anderson's monologue in the middle of the movie about her sexual experience. I dozed off right after she started talking. I, I think remember. that's some of the greatest dialogue. And what's fascinating about it is I would actually posit that as one of the most sexually interesting scenes in all of mainstream cinema, by which I, I mean not a porno, basically. Uh, I think it's one of the, the most successful moments of expressive sexuality in cinema is her just talking about a sexual experience yet. Which, by the way, for people who want to hear that story, supposedly Igmar Bergman wrote it from a real male point of view. And B.B. Anderson said, I would never talk like this. A woman would never say any of these things. And so B.B. Anderson really deserves credit for co-writing that with Bergman because B.B. Anderson said she rewrote it, like um, Robert Shaw rewrote the Jaws monologue, so that it would really come from that character. I just think that's one of the greatest moments of cinema. And it's pure dialogue. No special effects, no explosions, just a woman talking about a sexual experience she had. I hold that up as one of the great scenes of cinema. You know what else has the best monologue? What? Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Yes. I'm not arguing that. Yeah. That's, that's ten times better. It's great dialogue. The dialogue is what made the movie what it is. It influenced me in my vocabulary language. We know that. Yeah. We live that reality every day. Exactly. And then the end has one of the most famous... See, I mean, Edwin, one of the most famous shots... I can't believe you don't remember the shot is when we see Elizabeth's face and Alma's face and they fuse together. And it's an image that people talk about to this day. Persona image of two faces together. I prefer the Diane Keaton one. The Sven Nykvist, Igmar Bergman cinematographer director collaboration influenced everybody. Look at that. Who was doing that? Noah Baumbach did it. Yeah, he probably because he saw Persona. Hey, man, I still take that over love and death. Okay. I I don't even know what we're talking about. 
All right, closing statements. Yeah. Do you want to go first or second? You want me to go first? Yeah, I want to hear yeah. what the hell you have to say. Have you been hearing what I've had to say for an hour, dude? I don't uh, know. Our her was... Oh, to you, I was like a Charlie Brown adult. Yeah. I was just like... Exactly. <laughs> and you were just thinking about Peck and Paw movies the whole time? Yeah. The premise that we agreed on was Igmar Bergman's persona is a great work of cinema. <laughs> I would define a great work of cinema as something that still inspires people, that is still talked about, whose influences you can still feel in cinema to this day. An example would be Shakespeare still influences people to this day. Yeah, look at Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, it, it, we're still seeing Shakespeare 500 years after Shakespeare. Whether you like or dislike Shakespeare, you have to say Shakespeare's had a huge influence. He's a great artistic force. I say that Igmar Bergman's persona is a great artistic force. We heard in this debate Martin Scorsese say that his whole cinema was influenced by being inspired by Bergman. Go, we looked at BFI and saw that even nine years ago, the critics and the directors were saying Persona was one of the top 20 greatest movies of all time. You just told me that your high school teacher told you to watch Persona. You told me that Noah Baumbach copied a shot from Persona, thus proving the point that Persona is influencing people as diverse as Noah Baumbach and your high school teacher at a public high school in L.A. I rest my case that out of your own mouth came proof that Igmar Bergman's persona is influencing a wide array of people to this day in the 21st century. I love him. Your high school teacher loves him. Noah Baumbach loves him. Martin Scorsese loves him. I say to you, Edwin Gomez, that Igmar Bergman's persona is one of the great works of cinema. I rest my case. <laughs> it was good, Craig, but um, still not convinced. Is that your closing statement? No, I have a whole thing. That was a, that was a great closing uh, statement, Craig. But, uh, hey, people have their own taste. People have their own style. Of course, they got their own inspirational approach. You know, I guess Bergman is one of those cats that did. But not for this guy. You know who inspired me the most? Leone, Tarantino, Michael Cimino, Clint Eastwood, Don Siegel, Peckinpah. Especially Peckinpah. Steven Spielberg, Robert Zemeckis, John Milius, and um, Jimmy Stewart. See how um, Bergman's not in there? Yes, I know. Because what has he inspired me? Nothing at all. No story, no plot, just images. A shot of a face coming in the clutter. Yeah, yeah. You know who did that too? David Cronenberg, Videodrome, The Brood. Also that uh, M. Butterfly movie, too. That's one of them, too. So for everyone who loves Bergman, good for you. I'm glad you have a great taste. But for me, I don't. I don't like Bergman. Oh, well, not, not entirely, but I like Seal. So there you go, Secret Movie Clubbers. Uh, there is our Defend This Movie 4. Hopefully you were entertained. I hope there were some entertaining things in there at the very least. We would love to see which side you fall on, Edwin or Craig. Do you think that Persona is one of the great works of cinema? Nope. Do you think it's not one of the great works of cinema? Nada. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can write us at community at secretmovieclub.com. We'd really love if you posted on our social media, at Secret Movie Club, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If we get some thoughts from you, we'll put them in. But Edwin, I want to say one thing that I... I hope you'll agree on. Maybe you won't. I enjoyed this debate. Yeah, me too. Okay. Let's shake hands. Yeah. It's always a pleasure because you're passionate. Yeah. You're adamant about, and I respect your view. Yeah. 
and you're always entertaining. You can go to secretmovieclub.com to see everything that we're doing. It's wonderful to have you. Uh, we would love to hear your ideas on everything. Happy New Year. Happy 2022. Oh, we're ringing in the new year with uh, a debate, and uh, we will be coming at you next week with a new Secret Movie Club podcast. If you're in the Southern California area, come to watch some of the movies, our open mic short nights, make movies with us. If you're not, we've got plenty that you can do virtually. You can be in, and we do. We have people in Quebec. We have people, I'm really proud of this, in like the Hebrides and like these Scottish Isles. We have people in Singapore and we have got original content, movie blogs, movie writing, original content. You can check all that out at secretmovieclub.com. And if you want to contribute, you want to write a blog, you want to submit a short, reach out to us at community at secretmovieclub.com. As always, this episode was edited by Chief Creative Content Officer Connor Lloyd Cruz. And hey, it's me, Connor. I've been summoned to let you know that next week's episode, Secret Movie Club podcast. Podcast 87 will be a little winter catch-up where me, these two bozos, and Daniel talk about what we've been up to for the last month. Also, if you want to join us tonight when this comes out, January 7th, we are showing Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison at the Secret Movie Club Theater. Tomorrow, January 8th, we're showing Punch Drunk Love and Uncut Gems at the Secret Movie Club Theater. On January 12th, we're showing Takashi Miike's Visitor Q at the Secret Movie Club Theater. And on January 13th, a double feature of Bellflower and Primer at the Secret Movie Club Theater. All right, man. I'll see you soon. Yeah. Don't watch a bad movie. I love you, Martha, Craigie, Carmen, Pammy. What he said. Bye. Persona? Can you say Persona is a great movie? It's not. Persona is a great movie. Using your son against my will. Ellen, Persona is a great movie. No, it's oh, not. Out of the mouth of babes. No, it's not. Out of the mouth of babes. It's not. It's lies. You just, you just told your son to say that.